Well, it's good to see we got a we got a full house here. It's nice to have Walter back. He's mobile again. And we got Frank back from down south, so it's very nice to see you all here. My voice is not 100%, but it's better than what it was last Monday. I sounded like a mouse, right? So uh, we can thank God for all these good things. Well, uh, today we celebrate the the feast of Saint Boniface, uh, who is really the he's referred to as the apostle to Germany, and uh, he lived in the 600s and he was martyred in around the year 750. So he's pretty pretty ancient saints. Um, and uh, I mean, I take a, a kind of a, a strong identification with him because of the territory within which he did his missionary work is my own, largely part of my own ethnic background. Um, just a, a little side note, this is a personal note, it's interesting, I, I'm into genealogy work, so I, I'm, I keep doing pretty much on a weekly basis, I, I continue to study genealogy work and try to dig and explore and whatnot. And I recently took a, a DNA test uh, you can do this nowadays. You can do a DNA test, and they can, in this bank of DNA information, there's millions of people, and, and they can identify your ethnicity, uh, the various kind of uh, contributors to your ethnicity uh, pretty accurately. And it's a very interesting because I thought that on my father's side I was Italian, and on my mother's side I was Irish and German. It turns out, though, that I have absolutely 0% Irish in me, 0% Irish, which is very strange because I know I can trace... Uh, people on my mother's side back to, uh, to Ireland. I mean, I know that for sure. But there is this rumor in the family that my mother's grandmother told her that the DeLacy's, so there's DeLacy, White, and Burke was the, is the Irish side, what I thought was the Irish side. And she said the DeLacy's were French, but I know I can trace them back to Ireland. So they must have been French, and they were in Ireland for like 20 years or something and then came to America. And then Burke turns out to be French-Canadian, and uh, white is the only one that's a mystery. I thought that was Irish, but maybe that's got to be French too because the percentage of my DNA, it's Western Europe. Um, and so it's part Italian, part Western Europe. So I, I don't know how to explain that. I got it. It's still a mystery to me. But in any event, St. Saint, Saint, uh, Boniface was really, he was the evangelist to uh, Western Europe in general, not just Germany, although that's what he's known for. He's associated with Germany. But... Um, he was really he revived the the uh, Frankish Church, which is really the front uh, France at that time, the kind of a primitive form of France back in the eighth century, and um, and he died as a martyr. He was really a, a blessed man um, in that he was able to labor his entire life into his eighties, and he was martyred when he was eighty one. So that's a that's a really great thing, you know. Sometimes the martyrs they're martyred when they're very young, and their martyrdom in and of itself, of course, is a very powerful witness and changes and affects things. But how much of a blessing is it for God to give a saint the the privilege of influencing so many people for such a long time in his life and then crowning it all with martyrdom? Uh, and uh, he was martyred by, by pagans, by the pagan populace at that time. The Europe had not yet been fully Christianized. Um, so what we have here is again, yet again, what we see in the lives of the martyrs is a confrontation between the pagan world and the, and the Christian world. The Christian world being really a biblical world. And uh, I, that's how I'm going to tie it into our readings today. In the revised lectionary, in, uh, starting in the 1960s, the, re- the lectionary was revised to include a lot more of the Bible 
than it had previously included. And we've got these books that we can go through successively. So we start Tobit today, and we go through the whole book of Tobit, and it's a real blessing to be able to do that. And uh, the idea is to really bring us into the world of the Bible. We see that with Tobit himself. After Tobit, he has a kinsman, uh, you know, a fellow Israelite. They're all in exile. Uh, he's been murdered, and so he goes to bury him. It's the Feast of Pentecost, which we just we just celebrated the Christian version of Pentecost. But you know, Pentecost is originally a Jewish feast, just like just like the Pasch, just like Easter was originally a Jewish feast, and the coming of Christ elevated it, transformed it, and turned it into a, a Christian feast. But in any event, he's celebrating the uh, the Jewish festival of Pentecost, and um, and he's in mourning. He's got to eat his bread in sorrow and mourning. And he thinks he says to himself, "Oh, this is just like what the prophet Amos said." And so we have Tobit, who lives and he interprets and he experiences his life and the events of his life through the lens of the Bible. So also Christ in the Gospel, he he tells his own parable, but then he says, "Have you not?" Heard, have you not read? And then he cites a psalm. So, my brothers and sisters, you know, as we as Christians uh, confront a world that is becoming less and less Christian, we need to be all the more uh, biblically grounded and to view our world uh, through the lens of the Bible and interpret the experiences of our life through Scripture. And uh, this is what we do here in the mornings when we gather together. We listen to the Bible, uh, but you know. Let's, let's, how much of a, of a great thing would it be to read scripture on our own and to imbibe that worldview so that we, like Christ and like Tobit, can interpret the world through the lens of the Bible.